Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. I went to the well this week. No, not like a literal well in the ground, but it was a well for me. Because for the first time in a, in a while, I attended an Episcopal Church conference, a gathering that brings together Episcopalians from across the United States and even some from across the worldwide Anglican Communion. And as with conferences such as these, there are workshops in which you get to learn new strategies and share ideas about various things. There are keynote speakers who share their experiences and challenge and inspire. Worship services filled with robust singing and hopefully, and what was, great preaching. Because of all of that, it was like a well, a well of information, a well of nourishment, a well of connection, bringing people together from across cultures and contexts to a common place with a common source of purpose. And because it was in Jacksonville, Florida, it was also a well in another sense that I got to see family. So that's a bonus, of course. But I tell you this not because I want you to know what I've been doing for the past few days, although I I do think it's good for you to know, but because like all of us, we can only get so far without going to our wells, without going to the well. Consider your life. Consider those moments, those times when you are tired, when you are thirsty, when you are in need of refreshment. Where do you go? To whom do you turn? What are your wells? On Friday, one of the featured speakers was the Archbishop of Southern Africa, the Most Reverend Tabo Magoba. In conversation with the rector of Trinity Wall Street, Archbishop Tabo, uh, on the platform, spoke most notably about his close friendships and interactions with the late, great Nelson Mandela and his renowned predecessor, the late Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And yet what stood out to me the most amidst everything he said, recounting his experiences with Mandela and Tutu, talking about his work in Southern Africa, talking about even his most recent trip to Ukraine to see what's going on there in the strife, and all of the work of the Global Anglican Communion, all of those things, amazing. And yet what stood out to me the most was the final question. What is it? That brings you joy. And after a brief pause, Bishop Tabo answered, I find joy because I belong. And as he continued to speak about his sense of belonging, what he was saying, more or less, 
was that he had wells on which he drew. Wells that all share one thing in common, that they are all common points which draw people together of different kinds for a united source of refreshment. They are loci of refreshment that foster connection and which means that he is never alone. And none more so than the deepest, most nourishing well of all, that same well that fed Nelson Mandela and Archbishop Tutu, the well that gave him the courage, Bishop Tabo the courage and the strength to travel to Ukraine just recently to see the horror for himself, and in a totally different way, still that same well that brought him all the way across the world to Jacksonville, Florida, to speak at the conference this past week. The same well that we hear about in today's gospel passage, that long passage from John. In this passage, we hear about Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman, a controversial encounter precisely because she was both a Samaritan and a woman. I normally don't read or reread scripture passages in a sermon, but I will reread this part. As it says, Jesus came to a Samaritan city near the plot of the ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph, and Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty The water that I will give them will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. And it is to this person, not a man of Israel, not a Jewish man, but a woman of Samaria, that Jesus says, I am he, the Messiah. I am he, your Messiah. And then she left. She left without her water jar, yet filled beyond measure. Just a few years ago, I had the wonderful privilege myself of traveling to the Holy Land 
As I know some of you here have done yourselves, and others hopefully will here soon on an upcoming trip. And to my surprise, one of the most awe-inspiring and holy moments for me was standing at this spot, standing at Jacob's well. What archaeologists are certain was the same well that had been there for centuries, same source of water, same place, what without question would have been the same well where this Samaritan woman stood and where Jesus stood. Even as a church has been built around and over it, as is true for many Christian sites in the Holy Land, to stand at that well where Jesus and the Samaritan woman would have most certainly stood left me in awe. And awe-inspiring still is that encounter at the well, this encounter that brought together Jesus and this Samaritan woman, and that it happened in that land, in that place, where when I was standing there and still today, is punctuated by jagged borders and bitter conflict. A fact that brings the significance of Jesus' encounter with that Samaritan woman squarely into our present reality. To show us, even still, that Jesus came not solely for some, not just for us, not just for, as then, the people of Israel, but for all of us. People of every tribe and nation, of every culture and tradition, of every class and race, of every gender and likeness, and yes, even then, those horrible no-good Samaritans, and yes, even today, for the horrible no-good, fill in your own enemy here. And as the Messiah, the Christ, for all of every kind, all of us of every kind, find in Jesus a well brimming with living water that quenches our thirst for hope. A hope that abides even through our sufferings. For as Paul tells us today, suffering, even suffering, can produce endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. That love has been poured straight from the well. So, as you navigate the wilderness of this world, of which there is a lot, as you walk around and see the bitter conflicts and strife that still surround us in our world, big things, even beyond what we see, and then the things that we live in and see and experience ourselves every day. Whenever you are tired, whenever you are thirsty, whenever you are in need of refreshment, a source of hope, Remember your wells, those places of refreshment that foster connection, that bring peace.
people together, that bring you with others across boundaries and borders, places like this. And most of all, go to the well. Draw on our source of living water, that water that gushes up to heaven. And as you do, Look, look around and see the dignity in all those who drink with you from that same well. And in so doing, I pray that you will find joy because you'll see that you belong.